Dead air. <laughs> Man, good evening. <laughs> welcome to uh, welcome to our podcast, Bored to Death. Uh, it's a podcast about games, murder, while we drink the uh, drink the cheapest thing we have on hand. That is right. My name is Haley, and I'm Bill. Uh, we've been married now for almost six years. Yeah, six years in October. Yeah, right. Uh, we have one precious little boy. Yep. And we both are super nerds. Yes. For a multitude of reasons. Yes. One of those being that we both love board games. We do. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Yeah. We both love board games, and uh, you know I'm kind of like more of the gaming nerd. My wife humors me most of the time, and uh, my wife Haley, she loves murder, anything to do with murder. That's right. Kid That's murder, right, Bill. Old people murder, man uh, murder, woman you know, murder. And I'm not, I'm not alone in that interest. Like most women, whom I friend. <laughs> are also interested in murder. I don't know why yeah, women like, like murder, but we do. Yeah, um, crazy. Or people in general, like why we like true crime. Um, but basically the format of the show is that we're going to talk. I know my husband, Bill, already said this, but we're going to review a game. We're going to drink cheap alcohol. And then I'm going to tell my husband a story. And basically I'm going to see if... He knows how it ends. So it's gonna here, be awesome. So here we go. Ah. Um, so when did we start nerding together really? Um so I would say the um the genesis of our nerd existence probably started with um Lord of the Rings. Just yeah. watching Lord of the Rings, right? Like I feel like that kind of like opened the floodgates in a sense. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it kind of like created a mutually agreed upon um, contract that we would we would <laughs> dive into the depths of <laughs> our nerdiness. Yes. Right. Um, and then. Remember when you first came into my apartment, and there were like all those like tanks uh, and stuff painted. Yeah, I do. Um, I know you guys can't see my husband, but he's a very handsome man. He's a very objectively traditionally beautiful man right yeah. and uh i walked into his apartment and he had these built-in shelves it was a very nice apartment he had, he had these built-in shelves and set up ever so carefully on those shelves were your we call them little dollies now uh but what is the proper term they are imperial guardsmen <laughs> <laughs> imperial guardsmen but they're yeah. teeny tiny Little what what's like they're, they're the like right a, term for them though? It's a tabletop war game. Tabletop like, yeah, board game. Board game. They're they're like little twenty eight millimeter scale models. Models. That's yes. what it is. Models, right? And he had them all painted and glued, and they were all lined up so so carefully. And I I actually was a little intrigued. I was actually kind of excited when I saw those. It, it didn't it didn't deter me. In any way, shape, or form. However, that I think that was kind of probably when you knew I'd be a cool person to nerd with because you'd had a previous experience. 
Yeah, like one one lady came into my apartment and basically turned right around and just like left without saying anything whenever she saw them. And I was like, <laughs> all right. I was like, well, that's that, I guess. So I'm not getting any tonight. Yeah, yeah swing and a miss. Yeah. But, uh, so, but anyway, so back to when we kind of, like when we started jumping into this nerdy thing, I would say we also went to... Kamapalooza yeah, in Houston. We, yeah, that's true. That was like five years ago. And I'm not, I can't quite remember the year when we went, but that was really like when we jumped off, right? And then we started. Because you started reading comic books more. And I started reading Game of Thrones. Yes. Yeah, that before the TV show came out. So <laughs> I'm cooler than you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I started reading the books. I only got through the second book of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's true. And then the movie, and then the TV show came out. Yeah. But anyway, so I would say that our interest in board games probably started when we moved to New Zealand. Yeah. We, I, uh, I finished my PhD in the in December of 2017. Yeah, and then we just sold everything. And then. You have to keep your hands away from your face. <laughs> if you can't tell, this is our first time podcasting, so we suck at this. Anyway, so I finished school. I graduated. I didn't have a job. Bill's job allowed him to basically live wherever. And um, Yeah, then we moved to New Zealand we and then Zealand. Uh, went to that board game cafe like e something yeah so we lived in we spent a lot of time with some friends who lived in wellington in new zealand and they took us to a board game cafe and i wasn't i still wasn't too sold on like the idea of board games even being like a lifestyle which apparently it very much is a lifestyle yeah big time big time a lifestyle um so we go to this board game cafe um and we were introduced to various board games, but the one that we really got hooked on was Dominion. Mm-hmm. We started playing Dominion with our friends uh, who live in Wellington. One is an Australian. The other, uh, uh, the other one is from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, so we like we got there and they introduced us to this concept that yeah. it's basically a cafe and a bar that, you know, you go in, you pay a cover, and they teach you how to play board games. So they introduced us to the game that we're going to talk about tonight called Dominion, which is a really, really good game. I taught my parents how to play when they came and visited New Zealand, and they, um, I mean, they liked it, and they are not board game people. I mean, they I hate think- Monopoly, like... I think we've, we, you particularly, you've taught a lot of people how to play that game and people who are not gamers. Not at all. Um, and I being the, the one who just kind of like goes along with whatever you ask me to do nerd wise, (laughs) (laughs) I, I was like, okay, I guess I'll try this game. And it really hooked me. Even my sister who, oh, yeah. Ha- t- yeah, my sister Taylor has zero interest in anything nerdy, and she liked it. Yeah, she did. And she beat us, the, or she beat me. Yeah, she, Willie, she her beat, husband, she beat, beat us drunk. Us. But yeah. <laughs> 
So the game in its in and of itself is pretty simple. The concept. Yeah. Right. So Dominion is Dominion is going to be the game we're going to we're going to be talking about tonight. But real quick, two things: what are we drinking tonight, and why are we making this podcast? Ooh. So what are you drinking? Okay. Um. So I'm drinking a white wine out of it's called it's Liberty Creek Chardonnay. So um, I believe it's it costs about a nickel a gallon. It is six dollars for basically one bottle that is two bottles. Of wine. You can also purchase <laughs> purchase this bottle of wine uh, whilst also picking up prescriptions. Yes, and or if you're getting gas somewhere, I'd imagine. Yeah, at a gas station. Yeah. So um, as you as you can probably tell, we we don't get out much. No, not at all. <laughs> We're recording this in our garage <laughs> and with paper-thin walls because our son has the ears of a bat and will wake up at the drop of a hat if we even, like, laugh out loud. So, we're recording in our garage, and uh, so you're drinking the Chardonnay. I'm How drinking the Chardonnay. You know what? It's it's palatable. It is That's surprising. not the worst thing I've ever had. And, like, and we've talked about probably one of the worst things I've ever had very recently. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but I will not mention it because I don't want to be barred from any cities in Texas. Yeah, that's true. It's well, well tell tell us. T- <laughs> it's a Cab Sav, Liberty Creek, same thing, almost like a gallon for six dollars, and I'm not I'm not a fan of it. It's bitter, it's sour, and I think they serve. Guys, I promise we won't always drink swill. Nah. I love how I say guys like guys. Anyone's listening. You guys. Because yeah. we're gonna be because fa- we're gonna be famous yeah. uh, Jeff podcasters. And, Jeff and Chelsea, if you guys are listening to this, <laughs> <laughs> it's for us, you guys. <laughs> yeah, which brings us to why why are we doing this? So I this is something we had talked about a long time ago, like years and years ago. You brought it up as kind of like a joke, and I was like, that's dumb. And then a couple years later, you brought it up again. I was like, that's dumb. And then. <laughs> Last year, we were in quarantine, we were talking about it, and consequently, a little bit of parallel thought, our, some of our really good friends who live overseas, they have a similar podcast called Drinking by Stormlight, mm-hmm. and they, uh, yeah, they just started recording it like this year. Yeah, so... Great, but, it's great to listen and to. And so, we are essentially stealing their idea, in a sense, right? Because they started doing it before us, so legally speaking, they could sue us. Yes. <laughs> If we get but, a DNA, a, a, a C and <laughs> C and D cease and desist letter in the mail from Bahrain, I think we'll know who it's from. Right, but, um, but ours is a little different in that and a lot better and better because we've got we got jib jab. We got jib jab. We got we got banter. Yeah, we got good. We got good jib jab. <laughs> um, but ours is a little different. Like they they uh, read. Um, sci-fi, fantasy, high high fantasy novels while also drinking. Yeah. Um, ours is a little bit more on the physical side, I guess. Like oh, yeah. what games you can play and yeah. what crimes you can get into. Yeah. Um, How to kill your husband or your wife, rather. It's really yeah. I was about to say, uh, statistically speaking, the the segment that will come at the end that I tell a story about a murder, um, I'm, I'm probably going to, to title, I'm probably going to title that segment, Did the Husband Do It? Um, because, and Bill's going to have to guess, did the husband or boyfriend do it? And it's going to be awesome. Nine times out of 
nine times. <laughs> I'm going to have a 90% success rate here. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be really easy. Yeah, because the husband, I always say to, to, to Bill, the husband did it. Yeah. The boyfriend did it. Yeah. Always. Every time. Anyway, let's get started. Let's All talk right. about let's talk about Dominion. All right. So our first our first game we're going to talk about is Dominion. So Dominion is a card game. It is kind of like the a four... deck building game. Yes, but it's a it's a card game that is a kind of like the foreground, the forerunner of that genre in board games. It's a it's a deck building game in which you everyone starts out with the same basically deck of ten cards, and then every turn you draw once you play all of your cards. You draw a new hand of five. So as you purchase cards, these action cards, treasure cards, etc., you're able to slowly upgrade your deck and ultimately buy these victory point cards. And it's kind of set in a medieval fantasy setting. There's cards like Woodcutter and Militia and Moat and Castle and stuff like that, like Village. None of that means anything, though, if you don't know... Right? Like, all these cards, like, just do various things. And the description of those cards... Are all written on the cards, so Correct. that's what makes it a little easier to play. They t- they tie into like this fantasy setting, so like you're base you're purchasing cards in this fantasy setting to create your dominion, and ultimately purchase these victory point cards. And the second that the last card is purchased, everyone shuffles through their deck, rifles out all their victory point cards, and the person who has the most is declared the winner. Right. So that's a it's a it's a very easy to learn but difficult to master game. It's it's set through three phases: an action phase, a buy phase, and a cleanup phase for every single person. So you can play one action per turn, you can buy one thing per turn, and then once you've done those two things, you clean everything up, you discard it, and then you draw five new cards, and then the play goes to the next player. The ABCs, the ABCs so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so when did we learn first learn to play it? We were, I mean, my earliest memory of learning to play and actually, like, it clicking was, it was definitely in New Zealand. It was in an office building in Wellington, New Zealand. Our friends had um, finished working, and they work in a really small office. And um, they also work with, or worked with uh, some people who were also Americans working in New Zealand and so we met them in their office building after hours and we played Dominion uh, in their conference room and I that was probably the first time I thought like wow like I really suck at this game but I kind of like it I never thought I was gonna like the I never thought I was gonna like any any game that wasn't in like the um like mainstream canon of what is or like Monopoly. Or- yeah, like Monopoly or Candyland or like all those like stupid, you know, kids games. Like in my mind, games were like for kids, right? And so even just being introduced to the concept of, you know, games, there are games outside of Hasbro and yeah. Fisher Price and all of that stuff. Although not anymore because Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast and they're the makers of D&D and Magic the Gathering. So now like... Um- oh. Well, I know what I'm saying, saying Milton though, Bradley and all those okay. rotten bastards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I really had never thought that games were were as diverse and as, uh, like that there were so many, right? Yeah. Um, and I so, mean. and Dominion really was uh, the first time I ever felt like, 
wow, like, you know, because particularly being a girl, being a woman, whenever I walk into, like, those gaming stores or whenever I go with you into, like, Comapalooza or wherever, like, anytime I enter into a nerdy realm, Mm -hmm. it's like I was never allowed to be there. I got weird looks. I got, like... You know, you're not like I was being a girl. They were like, you should not be here. Or at least that's what it felt like. It felt like I was not supposed to be in that room. So I was like, okay, I guess I'll get out of here because I'm just a dumb broad. And Dominion really was like the first time I ever felt like, oh, like I can play these games. Yeah. These games are fun. They are accessible, you know. So it made me feel like. Oh yay! I can be like a like a traditional nerd. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. So that I mean, in the first time we played, I think we played twice, and it was at that board game bar in Wellington. Like Kyle and Gemma showed us how to play, and like I did of not us play. Really... Remember, I sat in the corner reading for like uh, eight hours. That's right. Yeah. Like I didn't because I didn't want to play. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to play, so I was reading a book the entire time we were there. We were there for like six hours. Oh, so great. That was which so was much fun. which was great, but it was also <laughs> like I didn't want to be there because like I still had that mentality of I sh- this isn't my this isn't my thing. Yeah. And then I realized like, oh, it it's every it's really everybody's thing. You just have to find what they like. What well you have to just find your thing, right? Like this whole gaming concept in general is like so huge yeah like if you're a rot- if you're like an evil rotten human being like there's probably like a stock market game board game for you like out there you know what i mean like if you want to go yeah save your, the ponies like, your dad has a copy of it it's called yeah. ghettoopoly and it's the most <laughs> abhorrent thing i've ever seen in my entire yeah, life but that's not like for like stock exchange <laughs> that's like just playing out that's playing for the on, garbage yeah that's playing on internalized racism and yeah stuff like that so sorry, leave, I'm yeah, sorry, you leave, but you leave that out of the mix. <laughs> so, and I think like whenever we played, Ghettoopoly is awful, and no one should ever buy it or endorse it. Or I'm just saying, officially this banned. is an this is an anti racist podcast. Yeah. So yeah, terrible radio. So we, <laughs> so we, uh, I remember like after we played it in Wellington, I immediately went and bought. A copy somewhere somehow I forget how Dominion yeah. yeah I don't remember how you bought it actually I think no. it was at like it was just like, we went to like some hobby store some game store and I was like where is your Dominion and they're like what is a Dominion I was like you're right door. yeah and like we went to like two stores and the second one like the guys like, yeah here you go and you're then, right you bought it in Wellington yeah and they charged us through like through the nose because of course everything is and we were like shut Wellington. up and take our money yeah and then went back to the we were living in like an uh, Airbnb it was basically like a care of like a trailer with no wheels on it we lived in a trailer yeah and it was a awesome. very small trailer <laughs> it was awesome and it was amazing <laughs> and we uh so and like all i wanted to do was like play dominion over and over and over again mm-hmm. and you know, i was like i'll play with you like once and we played out and she was like all right are we done yet i'm like no let's play again i was like that only lasted 10 minutes i want this to last longer and then i guess there was like a threshold and then i was like let's play again yeah Let's play again. Let's play again. Yeah. And now it's like, it's, it's our kind of our go-to game whenever we go out, you know, sometimes, but like, or if we don't know, really know what else to do, you know, and we're bored. Yeah. We just want to hang out and spend time together and talk. Like we can play the game without really having to 
concentrate on it. Right. So we can still have a discussion. Well, and I think um, one of the reasons that we are, I mean, one of the reasons we're doing this podcast, one of the reasons we play games together in general is like our marriage is really important. And we're kind of one of those like marriage nerd people in that like, like creating time and space for us to like do stuff that's just us too. Like we're always kind of looking for avenues like that, right? Like we are yeah. always trying to find something where like we both we have like a mutual interest together, and so that's why yeah we started. That's really kind of why we started playing games together. Yeah, I because think so. you know that's important to us, and games are fun, and marriage is hard work, and so it's nice to be able to like take a break from all that take work. Take a break. Yeah, take a break from the work and like just enjoy each other's company, you know, and not have any pressure around it. So yeah. I mean, uh, like anytime I, I I proselytize board games to any and everyone that has has an ear, you know, one of the big selling points is I tell people is like, you know, like look, like board games and card <laughs> games are great for bringing people together because everyone is always on their phones or they're watching TV or they're on their computers or something like that and they're distracted. I can't tell y'all how many times I've, you know, been with my family or something like that and everyone's had their phones out and they're just all on their phones. And this is a bringing things back into an analog analog sense or, I don't know, card sense. Well, it's it's just like a a grounding, right? Like kind of a humbling of just whatever's happening, right? It's a slowing down. It's just like taking a moment and being, and I think that's probably why people like board games in general, right? Yeah. So. so. All right. So, um, so what do you like about Dominion? Ooh. Okay. One, the best thing about Dominion, in my opinion, is that it is so easy to follow. Like, you follow that that general ABC, you know, you attack, you buy, you collect, right? And the action. the action, yeah. sorry, whatever, attack. I mean, I'll attack. <laughs> That's where my brain's at. You have an action, you buy, you collect, right? So the the structure of the game is super simple. Uh-huh. All of the the uh, like th- actions that the cards do all of the the things that the cards do are yeah. all written They're on the cards. Out. Yeah. Right? So there's really nothing to remember. I think that's what like I think that's why I like the game because for me like games are are a disconnection, right? Like that ability to just like relax and chill. Um board game and chill. Board game and chill. <laughs> yeah. Card game and chill. Uh very rarely do our do our gamings lead to the end chill part, though. Lord of the Rings strategy battle game and chill. Okay, that's probably going to be our ne- next game. Necromunda and chill. And Necromunda. Yeah. I yeah. Lo- yeah. We'll get to those in later podcasts. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, but Dominion's probably my favorite. Like, I can lean back in a chair and sit and relax and still be able to play that game. And I can still, like, have, like, a conversation yeah. with you or with anybody playing the game. Like, I feel like it's, it's a really good jumping in point. And another great thing about it is that it's because it will, a, it's simple. It's easy to get into, but it's like you said earlier, really hard to master because there are people who are like experts who play this game. 
Yes. Ah, or people who I mean, win I'm sure huge that, I'm tournaments. Sure, I'm sure there are. There I've had my like ass handed to me whenever we've played. Not by you. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, like anytime. No, you're not. Um, But uh, we've played with other people before, particularly with our friends in New Zealand, and they never took it easy. Yeah, our friend Kyle, he's pretty good. And he never took it easy on anybody. He would just destroy everyone. No jerk. (laughs) Hope you're listening to this, Kyle. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So uh, that's I think that's why I like it, because it's very accessible and there's a and. Um, there, it builds on itself and you can be just as good or just as bad as you are. And that's great. Yeah. And it's, it's it, cause I think that's where I struggle a little bit in this whole like nerding mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. is that like, like I said earlier, there are so many times like I would walk into like gaming stores or like board game stores or comic book stores and, and I got, and I wasn't welcome. Right. Yeah. So like, why would I engage with something that didn't make me feel welcome, which is, are like these like higher level cerebral games. Yeah. I, right. So I, that's why I really like Dominion. Cause it was like, everybody can play this. Everybody can play. What are some things you don't like about it? Gave the good. What's the bad? Uh, I have a bad attitude when I lose, Oof. so it's not Dominion's fault. That's true. <laughs> you, also, you don't like the attack cards. Either, I don't yeah. like the attack cards. I really don't like the attack cards. I get I get salty. <laughs> I do. So so the, these deck building games, basically you go through and every turn you're usually purchasing something, and then when you run out of cards to draw from in your deck, you, sh- you shuffle together all your discard pots your discard pile and that becomes your deck again right so as you purchase cards your deck gets bigger and bigger and bigger and there are some cards called attack cards that my wife particularly hates everyone hates them but it just depends on how much you hate them i just have a bad attitude she's got a real salty Uh, attitude i'm a sore loser so like there are there's a card called the witch oh i hate like every other player can we curse can we curse on this this podcast that bitch (laughs) she's just a real see you next tuesday i Seriously, I I've been so close to like cutting you <laughs> or Kyle or Gemma. Nah, not Gemma because she never Maybe really not Gem- uses them. I'm sure she has. I'm sure she has too. But, but my but Kyle my memory like distinctly remembers remembers Kyle, Kyle yes. and you using it. Oh yeah, to great <laughs> and, effect. And what were their friends' names? I forget their names. Chris and Kathleen. Chris and Kathleen. Yeah, they 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 did it too. Particularly Kathleen. She yeah. had no remorse. She was really good though. Yeah, she, she had, was. She had the second most wins. She was good. Yeah, but yeah. it was it it it's it's my very least favorite card. Yeah. So even like, yeah, even though I believe I am a witch. <laughs> I don't like that card. I'll back that up. So, like, attack cards are, like, they make, it's it's kind of what it sounds like. Everyone else suffers as whenever, you, like, you play these attack cards. The witch, in this case, is you get a, instead of, you get a card, and it's a negative one victory point. So it does two things. One, it takes up space in your deck. So, like, whenever you draw your five cards every turn, you could draw this, like, card that, like, doesn't do anything for you. And two, it actually subtracts victory points from your total at the end. So it's mm. kind of like a double whammy. Um, some other attack cards are whenever you play it, other players have to discard cards from their hand. Um, that really, really sucks whenever that happens. Or players have to stand up and do a funny little dance. I don't know. Who knows? But they, uh, my wife has a particularly short temper when it comes to <laughs> attack cards. All so things. Gener- yeah, to all things attack. So generally, like, we don't play with those. Um, Cause, because... 
Yeah. They are detrimental to our... To our relationship. <laughs> Guys, I'm such a child. That's not okay. <laughs> like, I have to work on that. I'm such a sore loser. I'm like one of those people that will, like, flip the table. Yeah. That's why I have to nail the table Screw this. Down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of like... I like it for the same reasons as you, to be honest. Yeah, tell I me mean, why you like it. I, I like it because, A, we learned it in New Zealand. Like, it was something we brought back even though it wasn't made in New Zealand or anything like that, but it was an experience that we brought back with us mm-hmm. to the States. Yeah. Like, we had a lot of fun playing it with some, like, very good friends of ours. Um, like, I have, like, those the memories that I have of us playing those, playing in their, their conference room. It's just awesome. But anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the, mo- the biggest reason, though, is that, I, I mean, it's just so simple, guys, that to teach someone how to play this game... I taught my freaking parents how to play Dominion, and they fudging loved it. And of course, my mom like his mom. Before. His mom is like an actual genius who yeah, was accepted she, to Harvard and she's, she's multiple. She's really sharp. Yeah, she's super smart. But she decided to go to Penn State instead because it's where go state. Go state. <laughs> <laughs> go state. So they. Uh, but yeah, I even taught them how to play, and they picked it up like just like that. Like even like my dad, who like sometimes like. Even, like, when he's paying really close attention, his, like, mind will sometimes wander. And he, like, man, he picked it up, and not only did he pick it up, but he freaking loved it. Yeah. So, I mean, I brought it to my buddy Vince's wedding. I brought Dominion with me yeah. to, like, their batch, like his bachelor party yeah. and taught, like, four guys how to play that's it. That's what's great about and it. And they're like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm like, yeah, it's really That's what I'm dope. saying is that, like, that's what's so great about yeah. it is that, like, everybody can play. Aw. Right, and it's and it's super easy to catch on. Yeah, and like it, it's funny, they all had the same exact experience too. Like, they were all like, "Oh my god!" Like, bring it to the wedding so we can play. Like, yeah. as soon as the ceremony's over, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "All right." Like, it's it's easy to get into. It's it's fun. It's challenging. Like you you really do have to have strategy. Yeah, you gotta think about it. Yeah. I mean, the first time you play it, you're probably not going to, but that's okay yeah, because it's just like, wow, like that was really fun and, and everybody can, go, can play. And the game can go quick too. like Exactly. It's a fast game, right? You're not playing for six hours like these. Yeah. There, there's oh, a game called Lord. Twilight Imperium, which I will make you play at some point. Uh, probably not though. I mean, please. it is a game that will take like all weekend. It's I don't think we physically could do it. But so yeah, we have a toddler. Not, yeah. It's totally doable. Oh, uh, you know. <laughs> we'll just stay up until six yeah. o'clock in the morning. A it's boy fine. can drink, can he? Yeah. So yeah, it's not like those games where they are like the setup and all that stuff. Even Monopoly, I mean, even setting it up is kind of tedious. And I hate Monopoly. Let's it's let's just let's just put that on the record. Um, Haley hates hates Monopoly. I hate that game. Hate that it. game is dumb. There are too many pieces. A horrible game mechanic. It <laughs> poorly it designed. is it is antithetical to my personal moral philosophy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But seriously. Yeah. But also I hate that game. Yeah. It's well it's garbage. I personally love it's, it. I know you do. Because it's so easy. You just grab the light blues and that's you build hotels. Didn't on them. my mom beat you the last time we played Monopoly? No. Or she almost she almost beat you. Do you yeah. remember? So it was we a Lord playing... of the Ring. It was a Lord of the Rings Monopoly. Yeah, you had a Lord of the Rings Monopoly yeah. and my mom almost beat you and I think I quit halfway through because yeah. I was like, well, This game sucks. Yeah, except for the fact that like I was sleep deprived. So I was like right after our sleep. Okay, was okay. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> she had like Mordor or I forget what it was, but <laughs> Yeah, like, how am I going to compete like, against Mount Doom? Like, you're like, oh, I had my hands tied behind my back. 
And, uh, you know, yeah, I, my, and I my, my foot hurt and my, I was yeah. drunk and I was sleep deprived and, you know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I had other things going on. All right. Your mom just had to cook and clean. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, that's what I, that's what I really like about it. It's, it's, it's so quick to learn or so quick to learn. And it's easy to teach, too. Like, even, yeah, even easy Jeff to could probably teach it to someone. Stop. <laughs> just kidding. You're just wanting. You... <laughs> I really want Jeff to listen to that one. <laughs> But uh, we'll edit that out. Uh, that'll be a post. We'll edit. edit it. Yeah, we'll edit that one out. I'm just oh kidding, my Jeff. god! So um, it's easy to teach, and like people of all ages and different backgrounds, like love it. Like pe- like you said, people who have never ever like played a board game before, they can catch on. They very really quickly. catch on to it. I just don't like the fact that like the my one cr- criticism is that it does take up kind of a large amount of space for a card game, I guess, or it can, especially if you have four players. Like you have to have like a decent sized table. I think I kind of disagree with you on that because... Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you have the... If you have the space of, like, a child's desk... Actually, no. You can kind of play. I take that back because this is, like, three foot by three foot, this MDF board here. Okay, don't talk about things that they can't see. I know, but I mean, like, this... What what we're looking at here is three (laughs) foot by three foot on the ground, and I think that would be, like, perfect size for four people to sit... Play. Yeah, That's no, like if you can space. sit at a dinner table, if you can sit, uh-huh. if you it, it, like the amount of people playing the game is subject to basically whatever table you're sitting at. Like if yeah. you're in a coffee shop and you only have like one of those little wimpy, round, stupid, wobbly tables that yeah. they only have there for some weird reason. That's what, that's what I'm looking at. So, like, we can't really, like, play when we go out to dinner. That's one thing I don't we, like about it. Are but, you I mean, kidding that, me? That goes... We play that game every single time we go out to dinner. And every single time we go out to dinner, the waitress is like, oh, what's that game you guys are playing? What are you talking about? We <laughs> always do it. Or we play or we play cards. We, I mean, it's really the same. What about Catan? We play the Catan game. That's, I mean, that's true, and also, I don't know. I disagree with you. I think yeah. this game can pretty much be played anywhere because we have played it just about anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I will say it depends on the setup that you've created, right? Like, if you have, like, a yeah. setup where... and, like, I, that's, no matter... That's a really good point. I'm really glad you brought that up because no matter where you... Depending on what type of cards you put into the mix... There are there's a, there's hundreds of different varieties of cards you can put into the setup of it. And there's ten piles of like these action cards that you purchase from to build your deck, and you know usually the game always gravitates towards like two or three cards that are like really really good, and everything else just is just kind of there for no reason. It's like almost like takes up space. So I'd say like you really have to have like the perfect setup of like ten like bomb ass action cards. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To for them to actually be purchased and utilized because like, you notice that right? Like it's always like village. Yeah. Like right. Like, there are there some. Are there are some go to cards that it's for like, sure, for sure, and that that's totally true. I just think that while I think you have a point, that it's also kind of a. It's a nitpick, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I like know. an. It's like if you're looking for something. I'm looking for something. If you're looking I, for I, anything <laughs> to be critical about the game, like okay, sometimes it can take up a little bit of space, but it's nothing like any tabletop game. No, not like at all. <laughs> no. You can't even leave the house if you're going to play some sort of tabletop game. Although we have. Yeah. 
Definitely. We've definitely brought <laughs> entire environments, yes, ecosystems, and tiny little dollies. Yes, we will come back to that on a future episode. Yes, all right. <laughs> so I think um, that brings us to the end of our first uh, yeah. board, board part of the board to I wanna, death. I want to ask you one question, though. Yeah. Where does Dominion rank on your, on your scale? Is it your the favorite game? Is it number two? Ooh. Um, so, so while she's thinking, we have, I have exposed her to, and vice versa sometimes, like, we've probably played, what, like 15 or six, 15 to 20 different types of games, would you say, since we've known each other? Since we've known I each mean, other. I mean, I'd Including say, like D&D, since we've like, known each other? Yeah, like D&D, even like dice to be games. Safe, like, to be safe, I'm going to say 30. Okay. We've at least attempted yeah. 30. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'd buy that. That's fair. So, like, on that scale of all the games that you've ever experienced mm. with me, okay. not with other men, <laughs> <laughs> like just me. Like, I don't want um, you out in the wee hours. Of I night literally board have games never played board games with another man, so you're you're safe in that regard. Okay, good. Um, I am I am a board game virgin. Yeah. I guess you took yeah. my board game flower. Yes. I took your board game That star. is the most awful thing I think I've ever said That's in my amazing. entire life. I I'm love very that. I apologize. <laughs> I apologize to anyone who heard me say that. Yeah. Okay. So what's okay. your favorite? Um Dominion, where does where does Dominion Dominion rank? top 5 for sure. Mm-hmm. Top 5 for sure. And y'all have to take this with a grain of salt, right? Because, like I said, or like Bill said, I've only played like thirty games, which is like probably or, the same. Or like thirty games, thirty games in this yeah. realm of like modern gaming era, right? right. Like when we're, t- yeah, don't I don't mean, Monopoly, I don't mean Yahtzee, Monopoly, Yahtzee, chess, chess, checkers, stuff like that. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about like board games. the board games that are that I'd say were created in the past twenty years. Yeah. Um, so top five for sure. Okay. Dominion's in my top five. Um, the only thing I l- probably like it a little bit more than. Oh, yes. Say it. Say it. <laughs> it's true. I really like the Lord of the Rings Battle Strategy Yes! <laughs> Nailed it. I, uh, I really do enjoy that because Lord of the Rings is amazing it's incredible lord lord of the rings is where our hobbit hearts lie yeah like we literally watch the entire uh, all six movies all six movies with extended editions on i'd say at least nine times a year yeah Eh, not granted like that's okay now we have a well we also have a toddler now so that's probably gone down to two two or three times a year. A year. But we're always at some point in those movies. Yeah. Uh, so it's really cool to, like, play... See it physically rendered in yeah. front of you. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, so that's um, probably my favorite favorite. But that's, like, there's, like, setup. There's yeah. a lot to do. There's that's a lot true. to remember. There's paperwork. That's what you got this guy for. That's what I do. That's I do true. All, I, I don't do, do anything. I'm, I'm, like, the game Sherpa. Like, I get everything set up. <laughs> Okay, I like haul it out. I pull out the box. Sherpa, I like Sherpa and not janitor. Yeah. Oh no, and janitor too, because like I'll haul these out or I'll set them up, and then it's like, 
And then, like, I have to go, like, find you in the house and be like, hey, remember we're playing this game? And you're While like, I'm oh. fudging around yeah, on my like, phone. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. I, right. Guess, I'll, I guess I'll come yeah, to play. Yeah. And you sit down and you're like, what are we doing again? I'm like, all right, we're playing this game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, oh, okay. And you put your phone down, you play the game, you have a good time. And you're like, all right, well, I'm going to get a shower. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm difficult. I'm a difficult. It's worth it. It's fine. I don't care. I'll, I'll go to whatever length. So long as I have another... If you've got a another pulse, another living human, being, yeah, to play these games with me. If you've got a pulse, you're in. All right, you got good breath, fine. All right. Well, so next next, next time, time, next time we're gonna talk about. I don't know. We're gonna review what? What do you think we should do next time? I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, we got. Geez, Jesus. I mean, we're talking about it. Why don't we do yeah, Lord of the Rings? All right. Yeah, we'll do. We'll that do one. Lord I mean, that's, of the Rings that's battle kind of big, strategy. That's kind of a big one. That's a biggie. It is a biggie, but we'll do we'll do it to the best of my knowledge, which is like two thimblefuls and you know a like a you know a spittoon okay. worth of knowledge. It's not that much, so right. it'll much. be great. We'll do it. It'll yeah. happen. Okay, so now we are going to do my Haley's segment called "Did the Husband Do It." <laughs> Where I'm going to read a crime scene description to my husband, and he is basically going to guess whether the husband did it or not. Now, there are a lot of caveats to this segment, because number one, um, the evidence is the evidence. I am not an investigator. I am not a detective. I am not a cop. I am not a scientific, I am not a forensic examiner. I don't know diddly anything about this stuff, except. Except a lot of people who listen to stuff think they do. That's correct. (laughs) Therefore, I think I know a lot. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, I just have a uh, deep interest in true crime, uh, particularly in cases where, um, I'm trying to understand why men murder their families, their entire families, because it's like a pattern uh, that men will like be like, oh, you know what? I'm going to just start over. I'm just going to wipe this. Yeah, slate. I'm just going to wipe the slate clean. <laughs> I'm going to wipe this. And I and if I laugh at any point, it's purely so that I can dis cope. I can cope or disconnect myself from these horrible, awful people that do these terrible things and these awful moments. And so it's the only reason I make light of it is so that I can like deal with it. Yeah. So, so please do not think that don't judge. Don't yeah. Don't judging. judge me. I'm, I, I have an interest in this purely because it's, it's coming from a place of trying to understand. Okay. Bill's given me the wrap go. it up. Let's go. Okay. So here's the crime. Here is the crime scene. Okay. And I'm pulling this directly from the Texas District and County Attorneys Association. I'm probably going to only do murders from Texas because Texas because Texas, Texas is awesome. So anyway, let's get started. The crime scene. At 9.05 p.m. on July 6, 2002... Bobby Lozano called 911, saying he had just come home to find his wife with a gunshot wound. He reported that she was not breathing and that he would begin CPR. 
Paramedics arrived only four minutes later, and Lozano was standing at the front door holding his toddler son, Monty, not out of breath, not a hair out of place, with no visible blood on him, his clothing, or the child. Yeah, okay, the... (laughs) (laughs) Let me finish, let me finish. Upon seeing Vicky Lozano in the master bedroom, paramedics chose not to perform life-saving measures. One described her as being quote, dead, dead, close quote. She was lying on her back on the side of the bed, her right foot hanging off. Her skin was cold to the touch, pale and waxy, and her right foot and ankle had obvious lividity. Her main, I don't, I don't know what that means. (laughs) The main two paramedics, you should know because you're a paramedic. Lividity? Yeah. I have no idea what lividity means. Okay. And I wasn't a paramedic. You were a... EMT. EMT. I was, to me, I'm it's like a, tomato, EMT, tomato. EMT is like a dumb paramedic. <laughs> okay. The, the main two paramedics testified that in their extensive experience with death, she had been dead for at least an hour, probably more like 90 minutes. Hmm. Certainly not... Uh, the 30 to 45 minutes Lozano claimed to have been gone from the house. Hmm. Lying next to Vicky on the bed was an open gun cleaning kit, two sheets of newspaper, cleaning supplies, and Bobby Lozano's 9mm Glock service weapon covered in oil. During his 17-year career at the Denton's, Denton Police Department. Denton. Denton. Te- Dude, this is Texas. Right, Denton, Texas? Denton, Texas. During his 17-year career at the Denton Police Department, Lozano had earned a reputation as a ladies' man who did not let his marriage interfere with his love life. Perhaps Vicky, at her wit's end, over his endless endless philandering, had killed herself? Maybe she or Lozano had sloppily... Yeah, exactly. No, it's a question mark. Maybe she or Lozano had sloppily laid the gun cleaning kit on the bed to cover her suicide or could her death have actually been a gun cleaning accident though Lozano had had been assigned on call duty that weekend he had asked Jeff Waro to cover his shift so that he could take his wife out to celebrate their wedding and their wedding anniversary so Waro had the an unenviable Enviable. Yeah. Unenviable. There it is. Got it. Wine. Liberty Creek. <laughs> Shout out to Liberty Creek. Shout out to Liberty Creek. Uh, Wawa had the unenviable task of investigating the death of his co-worker's wife. Lozano's story was that she had started to clean his Glock, but instead decided to go to the tanning salon first. He claimed to have left the gun on the bed and had declined Vicky's offer to clean it for him. Word of Vicky's death spread quickly that night, and the house soon filled with officers arriving both in an official capacity and to support Lozano. Family members, too, arrived at the scene scene fairly quickly. The, The working officers attempted to balance the need to preserve a possible crime scene while being sensitive to a fellow officer who might have lost his wife to a suicide or accident. Consequently, only the master suite was treated as a possible crime scene. Lozano's car was not searched or seized, and no uh, systematic search of the rest of the house was ever done. Of course not. He's a cop. 
Mm-hmm. Only the master suite was treated as a possible crime scene. Hmm. Lozano's car was not searched or seized. I'm sorry. It's, I, 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 I reread the line that I just read. I apologize for that. Lampin. Lampin. Um, no, one, no one drove the route to the tanning salon to look for or in trash bins because she had said she was going to the tanning salon, right? Yeah. The department's gunshot residue kit was out of date, so no sample was taken from Lozano, Lozano's hands. Hmm. He was not brought to the station for questioning or questioned at the scene. Instead, officers heard him tell his story to family or friends over the course of the evening. At 11 p.m., almost two hours after the 911 call, the crime scene team entered the bedroom and began taking pictures. Two more paragraphs. We're almost there. Mm -hmm. First, they took photos of the scene from various angles. First. Before moving the body or anything on the bed, the team searched for the spent shell casing ejected from the gun, but they could not find it. Was there any semen? We're not there yet. Okay. After Vicky's body was removed, the officers pulled the gun cleaning kit, the newspaper, and the other cleaning items to the foot of the bed to look for the casing, because there should be a casing, right? Ideally, when an item was removed from its position on the bed, it should be immediately placed into evidence. But in this case, virtually every item was moved to the foot of the bed before it was bagged and placed into evidence. So we've got some botching here. Like some 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 cops are like fudging some stuff up. Okay. That's like basically what's happening. Intentionally, do you think? Unintentionally. Uh, that's up for debate. I don't. Okay. Uh, intentionality do you is. Know the end of this one? Yes. Do you know yes, I okay. do know that okay, the whole gotcha. point of here is for you to guess. Okay. Okay. The search for the casing was more difficult because of the patterned blanket covering the bed. It depicted a tiger ugh, yes. with a background of trees and plants. He's a ladies' man. He, well, she, the wife is sleeping in this ladies' man's bed. That doesn't matter. It's His wife. As investigators straightened the blanket's folds, the casing was discovered within the pattern of the branches. In the sh- So basically, the blanket was like, ruffled because uh, of the okay. whatever and, so and when they straightened the blanket the casing of the shell came out gotcha it so was there's covered. a lion in this on this tiger planet, right? tiger okay so is the tiger coiled underneath wrapped around the base of this tree stop being stupid i'm not being stupid yeah, it these are serious things. that's not a serious question okay so my husband loves to make super duper light of really dark things this woman was just murdered Okay. Murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Mord- Mordored. Okay. Okay. And we, that's how I'm going to start calling it from now yeah, on. Yeah, Mordored. She was Mordored. Okay. And so, okay. <laughs> uh, where were we? Uh, as investigators straightened the blanket folds, the casing was discovered within the pattern of the branches. Photos were immediately taken of the newly discovered casing as it lay. These photos also captured the items that had been moved from the original location to the foot of the bed. Okay. So that was just the crime scene. There are there's information here about the scientific findings, like like Tarrant what Tarrant County medical officers ruled. There's okay. the defendant's statements, the marriage, like description of their marriage. Uh, and and I wish we had time for that, but okay. I don't want to go into crazy detail. So I want to ask you, okay, what do you think is going to be the verdict in this case? Can you give me any other spark notes at all? Because I mean, oh, like, I sure can. 
But I mean, like, like spark note, like in 30 seconds or less. 30 like seconds rest, or less. less okay. Like rest of the okay. stuff. How about some stuff on their marriage? Because that might be okay. revealing to you. Sure. Okay. And I mean 30 seconds. Marriage. You got it. Bad. You got it. Ready? Here we go. Vicky married Bobby Lozano. Vicky is the victim. Yeah. Bobby Lozano is Vic- the husband. Victim the- Vicky. Victim Vicky married Bobby Lozano when she was only 20. Okay. During the course of their marriage, she longed for a child of her own. Okay, but I mean 30 seconds. Like, can you... Shh, can you... You're eating up my, t- my 30 seconds. Shut up. <laughs> okay. Okay? Years before her death... Can you just say, like, they had a bad marriage or a good marriage? Dude, I'm not... I, I can't say that. Okay. I can read to you what I have in front of me. Okay. Okay? All right, so those... Just rules. listen. Years before her death, a co-worker at the school where she taught... Asked her why she and her husband did not have children. Vicky silently pulled a photograph of herself as an overweight teenager out of her wallet. She explained that Bobby made her carry this picture around so that he would that she would never forget that what she used to look like. She Whoa. further mm-hmm. she further explained that he Robert. did not want her to have children because he feared her gaining weight. Mm, it sounds like someone I know. Not me. I know it's not you. Better better not be you. <laughs> I have an extensive knowledge of true crime. It better yeah. not be you. <laughs> all right, so... Okay, so right, that was so just like the dirt. tiniest, tiniest tidbit. Like, okay, so that's real dirtbaggy. Bag- very dirtbaggy. That's a lot of dirtbaggery. It doesn't mean anything about whether he did this or not, but... No, but... Okay. The verdict. The verdict. So am I guessing whether or not the verdict was guilty or not guilty, or I personally think he did it? Tell me both. Tell me okay. both. All right. So I think... We'll, we'll clean this act up in later podcasts. Okay. So I, the guy definitely did it, but I think he got let off the hook. Okay. That is not a bad... That is not a bad assessment because the title of this article is called, are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. He almost got away with murder. Damn it. No, you're right. Oh, yeah. A 17-year police veteran shot and killed his wife in 2002. Nailed it. Denton County prosecutors recently took the case of twists and turns to trial and seven years later won a 45-year sentence against the defendant. Okay. Um, so here's the verdict. Okay. Seven years and 29 days after her death, a jury needed only five hours of deliberation to convict Robert Lozano of murdering Vicky Lozano. In the punishment phase of the trial, sadly, we had no family to call on Vicky's behalf, which, by the way, I, like I said earlier, I took this article from, like, the Texas, um, what is it? Uh, Texas District and County Attorneys Association. So, like the the all of this stuff is written by the prosecutorial like attorneys and uh, okay. their their offices yeah. and stuff. So these are very reliable sources. Okay. Um. So uh, the defense called only Lozano's old, older brother Frank also a longtime police officer in Denton County, to ask for a merciful sentence. The jury gave 45 years. Understandably, his oh. family was devastated at the outcome, which, like, I guess... Why did he put that stuff? Like, well, I mean, like, I always think, I always put myself in the shoes of, like, a mother. Like, if our son, who is 20 months old, if our son murdered someone yeah. 40 years from now or 20 years from now, would I stop loving him? 
No. Would I be devastated at the idea or just in like with the whole scenario, like being the mother or being the father or being the family member of someone who's committed murder, like you're going to be devastated, period, end of story. Yeah, like it's yeah. a horrible situation, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So. Um, okay. So like. All yeah. So we d- like that. We do not know what the future holds for Monty, which is their son that was there the day that oh, Monty okay. was the little boy that was there. He was he was holding when the oh, cops showed God. up. Poor Monty. Yeah, he turned eight this summer. I think this is an old article. Uh, yeah. He lives at the same house with his grandmother. He lives with his grandmother. Um, it's always the grandma. Yeah. I always live with the grandma. It's never. The and grandma. with Lozano's new wife, so I guess he remarried. Go. Oh. And it's the only mother he's ever known. So, I mean, I guess there is some sort of positive. He did end up with a so mother. So this Vicky wasn't the father of Monty. Vicky? I mean, mother of Monty. She was. Oh, that was her kid? That was her kid. And then Lozano remarried this other, another woman, like, in in all the aftermath. So did Lozano, Lasagna, and Vicky Lozano, let's be respectful. Monty? Okay, did Lozano and Mickey, Vicky, Vicky have yes, yes. Monty to get, they had them together? They were married. Okay. And then, and then she died, was murdered. Right. And I mean, by, like, by him, what's and all then. The, what's, up, what's up with all the, like, uh, carrying around in the wallet, the picture of her being fat or something? I think it just taught, I think it was really so was about like, the character. I think attorneys bring stuff like that into court cases to just prove what a scumbag. Right. Yeah. No, totally. But the, I mean, like, the so defendant that, is. So she just used to be fat and then lost a bunch of weight. Yeah. And then got you just wanted like 30 seconds of information. So I was like, okay, here's like a little tidbit about right. their marriage. So she's 20 just, years old. She's 20 years old. Her husband is making her carry this picture of herself right. when I mean, she was like, chubby as a kid. What, what was, like, she, my, my big thing here, sticking point, is what was she, someone asked her why she never had kids? Who yeah. Who was that? Like a co-worker. A but co-worker. she had a kid. Monty. Not at that point. Oh, gotcha. Not at that uh, point. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I completely misunderstood. Yeah. Okay. So she didn't have a kid at that point. She was 20. Gotcha. Right? And and her husband's like, don't you dare get pregnant because you're going to get fat. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Cleared up. So, okay. so. So my guess was. Your guess was exactly right. Damn, you were like, he almost it. got away with it. But so he did get convicted though. He did get convicted. All right. So ultimately 45. I'm actually wrong because like I knew he was guilty and he did get convicted. That's right. And I guess like he was guilty, like he did it and then he would get away with it. Yeah. But like, he it, almost got away with it. Okay. Seven years later. That's pretty good. Can you imagine? I think this actually happens a lot in in murder cases where people will will commit murders and then they won't even be brought to trial until 10, 13, 15, 20, 30 years later. What's up with the statute of limitations? On murder, there is none. Gotcha. On murder, there is zero statute of limitations. What about like molestation and stuff? I mean, it depends on state to state. It's up. ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think there should be statutes of limitations on I mean, that's hard to anything. Pr- I mean, that stuff's hard to prove, but I mean like still, Not anything, so but I mean if it's up. like if it's like a financial crime, like honestly, Ugh. honestly like if you can get don't away with it, like it. do it. <laughs> God, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? 
no, I'm sorry. And this is right after we just finished watching the big short. Yeah. So no, that's, that's not okay. Like I, I mean, like the little like guy. I mean, like the. Page paper I'm talking on. like the Bonnie and Clyde stuff. Like, yeah. Or, or like, like you bank know, Robin. Yeah, like Bank Robin in like, the in the 30s. It's like, yeah, take all the money. Well, it's like if someone like it's like, oh, I stole fifty thousand dollars from Wells Fargo. It's like whatever they. Whatever, that, good they, for you. Yeah, they make that every five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like you're fine. <laughs> All right, so... Um, oh, you know what? Next time, I'm going to tell you a really good story about Cowboy Bob. Did I tell you about Cowboy Bob? You did, but you can tell me next time, and not just me, okay. our listeners. There's no... and That's right. All right. <laughs> but there's no murder in that. Oh, wait. There is. There no, is. Mm, I wouldn't call it murder. There's a threat of violence. There's a there's some violence. Yeah. But I, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. Yeah. No, that was good. All right. That was, and that was thank awesome. you guys for joining us here on... Bored to death. Bored to death. All right. Oh, man. See y'all next time.